This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. It is a brand new year. I am your host, Mark Morris, and with me again, J-Rod, Shorts Guy, Mariyama, Sticking back with at it. it. Sticking with it. Happy New go. Year. It's a brand new year. This is the very first episode of the Squared Co. Podcast in <laughs> 2019. And it feels a little empty in here. I, this is the first time we've recorded just the two of us in, in some time, I think. I feel, uh, did, has it been months or did we do, we did it, I don't even remember nope. the last one that we did. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, it, so this is, it's a nice, nice to go back to our roots here. Yeah. <laughs> Good old J-Rod and, and myself. Although I think the, our first, uh, we didn't do a solo episode for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. But anyways, normally the first episode of a month would be the our recap episode, but we just did a 2018 recap mm-hmm. that we kind of included December. So instead of doing another recap right right away, we're going to do something a little bit different uh, with this episode. But before we get into the meat of this episode, we've got a few little announcements for you. Um, I will start. I know at the end of the previous episode, if you listened to it, I mentioned that we were over 50 reviews on iTunes. And with every 25 reviews that we receive, we are going to do a little giveaway. However, I misspoke. It all it did say it does say at the time of this recording, 52 iTunes reviews, but it's actually only 47 written reviews. So we still need three more written reviews until we hit that next uh, benchmark of another 25 reviews. So if you haven't already, uh, we would really appreciate you guys writing a review on iTunes. And I'm pretty positive that we'll hit 50 by the next episode. So uh, we will be doing a giveaway in our next record, most Are we likely. Doing- are we doing two again this time, or is it just one person this time? Who knows? Oh, it depends on uh, how much stuff we have that we are willing to gift to our lucky listeners. Oh, good. Okay, I better start thinking about it. In fact, I just bought a Black Series figure <laughs> that I didn't remember that I had already, so that'll be in the box. <laughs> there you go. Lucky, lucky people. Unless you, um, want it. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll discuss off air. Okay. Um. <clears throat> all right. Some other fascinating, exciting news. Hmm. Jared, you will be doing some traveling coming up soon. I will. So I will be at the uh, Epcot International Festival of the Arts once again. Um. It kicks off, I think, like this week when this when this episode probably is airing. But I will be there January twenty fourth through the 28th, uh, go to my website at jmariyama.com or Instagram, and I've posted the schedule there for the very specific hours that I will be at the Wonderground tent in the festival, uh, sweating myself silly <laughs> and uh, signing prints it's, and all that stuff. It's pretty cold, though, isn't it? Like, or do, are you in a heated room or heated area? No, 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 no. We're outside. Um, 
but every time I've gone, it's been sweaty hot. It hasn't been cold. <laughs> so. so how many years? What is this? Will be what year of you doing this? I think it's the th- at least the third year that I've gone to Florida. So the first year I did Flower and Garden. Last year mm-hmm. was the first. Yeah, so this would be the third year I've gone to uh, Orlando. So very exciting. Always and happy to be you back. Have you've got some new pieces that are going to be debuting at this uh when you go over there right that's right so i have a new hipster mickey it's been a while since we've done a hipster mickey piece um uh, got a country bears piece a snow white piece and what am i forgetting oh disney Disney afternoon Afternoon. yeah that's right disney afternoon piece so excited to draw a gargoyle (laughs) for the first time (laughs) No, not the first time. You did a gargoyle for your in the kingdom of cute. Oh, that's right. That's right. Not the gargoyles, but a gargoyle. Uh, good, good catch. The <laughs> the gargoyles named after New York boroughs, mm, right? Right. Did right, you right. watch the the cartoon series? I did not. I've I saw I remember, it, but I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Do you do you remember the the VHS? They, okay, I don't. I don't know if you do or not. I'm just gonna pretend. Okay, your answer doesn't matter. I'll put it that way. Very good. I remember the VHS tape. <laughs> um, so similar to like Samurai Jack, they made a movie out of the first three episodes. Uh-huh. So Gargoyles, the first pilot or first episodes, they compiled together to make a, a movie. And on the VHS, the after you watch the movie, you can play an interactive game. Through the VHS, mm. so it came with like I forget if you had a board with it and like actual playing pieces, but it was supposed to be like it's a terrible idea for VHS. Yeah, like a DVD might make sense because mm-hmm. it's more interactive and yeah. you can like skip to certain things right. and right. pause more easily. But on a VHS, like you have to hit stop or pause, and it's all skewed and weird. And if you, depending on your decisions, like it, it kind of messes with the way hmm. the the VHS plays. So anyways, I remember having that growing up and always really super excited to play, but then always let down during the <laughs> gameplay because there is some, like it, it was a terrible idea to insert a game that revolves around a VHS tape. Yes, yes. See how far we've it's come. Like, it's like trying to do a choose-your-own-adventure with like a, a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't work. Like fast, fast forward for exactly three seconds if you want this outcome. It's like, oh, shit, that's, yeah. this is never going to work. And then now to modern times when we have Bandersnatch. It's, it's amazing how far we've come. I know. I, I just wanted to ask you about that. So... No spoilers because I haven't seen it yet. But have you actually have you watched it yet? Yes, I have. Uh, so the the concept is what's amazing. The very fact that you mm-hmm. can do this and jump around and that they recorded so much footage for this is phenomenal. That they're guaranteed to not necessarily see everything uh, unless you really go mm-hmm. back and make sure you you do everything. <laughs> uh, like it's like if you choose this one, but you have to choose it twice. And that kicks off a different 
uh, set of videos uh, than the other. Yeah. So it's really in depth, and that part to me is fascinating. The story itself, it just serves the I think the format more than it is a fantastic story. Um, but I was completely entertained, so I, I highly recommend it if you if you have like eighteen hours to try to go through this this thing. <laughs> How long is was the episode that you like based off of your decisions how long was the the whole experience for you I think uh, I mean I think we did it like one pass in about 2 hours and that was sort of like it, okay. it's funny the way it's, it's set up because even at the end of it they kind of force you to go back and and see certain things if you happen to not catch it cuz I think it doesn't make sense okay. if you don't have some of that stuff mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of just extra bonus stuff and it gets really meta halfway through if you pick the right <laughs> ones. It's it's crazy. Like a, a lot of fun, very different than anything you've seen. And hopefully it's the beginning of something new. But we'll see how people use this kind of technology in the future. Interesting. I, yeah, I'm, I think the concept, like you said, is what really intrigues me with this whole thing. Um, I really don't have much information on the actual story, but uh, that whole concept of being able to choose your own ending or choose your own adventure uh, in this Netflix format is pretty cool and exciting. Yeah, and it's way more seamless than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a little clunky. Not as bad as a Gargoyles VHS, but um, <laughs> I thought it was going to like, you know, hem and haw or like get stuck or something. But nope, it's pretty it's pretty seamless. Uh, but <clears throat> we are doing so. OK, at the end of our last episode, mm-hmm. the 2018 recap, we kind of glossed over and talked about resolutions but if I'm looking back at it, I think uh, we really didn't do that much or dive too mm-hmm. deep. So right. instead of doing a December recap right now for this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of our resolutions for 2019. Do you do resolutions normally or is it just sort of in your so, head or how serious do you take this? Uh, <laughs> I really didn't do anything until... A few years ago, when I was starting to get into this art and design world, they've always been more goal-oriented mm-hmm. instead of, like, uh, you know, the common one is fitness uh, or, Self-help. like, change of behavior. Right. Yeah, it's more like I want to do achieve this thing or do this so many times. Mm. Uh, and normally it's, like, I get way over-ambitious and try and do the, oh, I'm going to sketch something one thing every day or I'm going to do this thing every day. Last year was probably the closest I've ever gotten to completing a thing. Mm. I wanted to do the, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I went to a movie every Wednesday and the goal was to do a, a small, relatively quick illustration about the movie that I saw. Mm -hmm. And I made it almost exactly halfway through the year and then just, I ended up falling behind a few weeks and yeah. the weeks turned into months. And then it was just, I missed so many that it's like, there's no way I'm ever going to get back on top. So I just threw in the towel the year before that I tried to do, you know, they have the, uh, like every day is a national something stupid day, right? Right. Like national bathtub day or national cookie day. <laughs> yes. There's literally, if not one, several national days for every single day of the year. Right. So last year, my, um, or this would have been 2017, 
I wanted to do an illustration series with that being the premise. So I would pick a national day every day and do a quick little illustration that represents that day. Mm-hmm. That lasted all of like 15 to 20 days. <laughs> and then just that. But I think the daily thing is just, that's way too ambitious. Oh, yeah. Um, for I sure. See, I see some people that do it and like that puts the idea in my head one and then it, I think like oh well if so and so did it why can't I do it and uh, I don't have an answer for that but I know that I cannot do it. Yeah, it well is, it has uh, to be pretty crazy. easy cuz even if you did one image a week that's tough. Like that's a that's a hard thing yeah. to stay up with. So like the movie thing it's like two things that are taking up your time. Um, movies bad enough mm. so doubling up is is even worse well and what makes that even more difficult too is like if like you don't know if you're going to like the movie or not or if it's going to speak to you and you'd be able to like Mm -hmm. pull an image out of you or if you're going to want to do something there's there's no guarantee that by you watching a movie it's going to Come, you're going to come up with something creative, right? Uh, inspired by that, so that was another issue. But that's um, kind of that the into. that's the good part of that challenge, though, is it kind of forces you to be creative when you don't want to be, or when it's not easy. So I think that's a yeah, that's a, something like a teacher would impose on <laughs> students or something. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's good. Uh, so I have a bunch of them, and mine are mostly kind of self helpy things. But uh, do you have a list? Do you want to start with one of yours, or shall I start? Um, well, okay. Since you asked me, I'm okay. going to flip it and ask you, do you normally do, mm. uh, resolutions every year? Um, what are some that you remember? Uh, so I shared only ones that I failed at. Yes. Have you ever actually successfully completed some resolutions? Um, you know, mine are tend to be self-helpy things, so it tends to be more like, are you aware of it throughout the year? And usually, you start off all gung ho, mm-hmm. like all of these things, and then you, yep, <laughs> then you just trail off because you get too busy. Um, like uh, I think weight loss has always been something that I start the year off with. So you just eat like crap for the last month of the previous year and say, okay, I'm going to start clean in January. And again, that lasts for about <laughs> 20 minutes. But um, uh, I'm trying to think if there, I don't, I tend to not set up those ones where I'm going to like, I'm going to do this thing every day or something like that, unless it's like exercise or something. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't, I keep trying to think now. I didn't even think about that. If I've done ones in the past, uh, I do a lot of the stuff like you said, where I say, I'd like to accomplish these things in the year, or I'd like to make this amount of money uh, in, in the year or, or go above a certain percentage. But, um, I guess some of those I have hit, but those aren't super fun. Um, but yeah, uh, but it's I definitely think about it every year, <laughs> every January 1st. Yeah, I think this is almost, an, I mean, it's not a new thing, obviously. Right. Resolutions and annual resolutions people have been doing forever. Um, but yeah, up until a few years ago, I never really even thought about it. Yeah, it's definitely, in my life at least, it's a new, new thing. But all right, so talking about the like... I don't know, creative side of life and that being what sparked me uh, participating in these resolutions. I will start off with another creative one. Uh, It's so all the ones I'm going to talk about today are pretty broad and generic, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll try and break it down a little bit more. So one of them for this year, I want to do more work. And I don't mean like so 2018, I was overwhelmed with projects and work. 
Um, a lot of it was self-assigned. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to do more this year, but be more deliberate with it and mm. more goal oriented. So I'm moving towards something instead of just, uh, for the past few years, specifically with squared co it's been, I want to try everything mm-hmm. and kind of do it all out of pocket on my own. Uh, just to, s- it was definitely a learning experience to do all these things. Mm-hmm. But for this year, I want to, uh, be more deliberate with it, but do more, I guess more might not be the right word, but do smarter work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, can you can you give an example of what that would be? I mean, even if just an abstract example, it doesn't have to be something you're currently working on. But like, like, what do you mean by so, that specifically? Um, I want to last year or the last few years has been very squared co specific. And it's it's weird to say that because, you know, more or less squared co is me. Mm-hmm. I kind of manage the brand, but it is also bigger than me and not just my own personal stuff. So yeah, I would like to do more personal work this year um and kind of enhance my own design illustration abilities um i've i've (laughs) you know only to myself i (laughs) called this year the the year of p's oh letter p so yes (laughs) i've got a theme for the for 2019 and it is all these like little projects i hope to work more on uh, throughout the year and for some reason they are <laughs> very heavy on the alliteration and they all start with the letter p so oh okay it is, if you if you follow uh my personal account which is m squared emm underscore squared uh you will know or you already know that i primarily work with paper so that is the mm-hmm. first p nice. i will be continuing to work with paper if you listen to the podcast, you know that I'm a huge fan of posters and being a fan of posters, you know, in being a fan of anything creative and also being a creative, you kind of want to be able to do that thing. Mm-hmm. So up until now, like I think I've done a few posters, but not really and definitely not to the caliber that, you know, I think I'm capable of. So Obviously, the only way you get better at something is by doing it. So yes. trying to make a conscious effort to output some more completed posters. So that's the so second P. When you say posters, though, like, do you have something specific in mind? Like, Do you mean like, a, like screen printing or like, is it just that you so design this as a poster? Not, yeah, more of that. So um, I am definitely a fan of screen printing, that whole process, that whole medium. I think that will be what I'm kind of gearing these designs towards would Mm be, you know, if I were to get this printed or if this were an actual paid project, it would be a screen printed poster. So I'll be designing stuff with that in mind, but this will just be like self-assigned projects, uh, like fan art more or less. So like, would Um, you do like a movie poster or would it be something more general? So Another P ah. is for a series that I want to do of posters called Pilots. <laughs> and it's going to be um, a series of posters, screen printed-ish posters that yeah. um, I'll do a poster of the pilot episode for some of my favorite shows. Hmm. So 
you know, we we already talked about Samurai Jack a little bit. Uh, I would do a poster inspired by the pilot episode of Samurai Jack. A lot of times it's not necessarily the pilot episode. So what I mean by that would just be like the first episode of a series. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Um, Interesting. So, you know, <laughs> like you said, it's the beginning of the year, so I'm all gung-ho for this stuff and no idea how long this will last or... I mean, to be completely honest, if I get a handful completed by the end of the year that look like they belong in a cohesive series, like they belong together, I would be happy. I think, you know, four to six is probably realistic. That's completing one every other month Mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to like be ridiculous and say I'm going to do one per week. Right, right. Um, Especially since this... It's definitely not foreign to me designing a poster, but it's not something I have, you know, I'm not a Tom Whalen where I do this stuff all the time and know how to um, right. be really proficient right. in right. this stuff. So it's going to take me a lot longer to do something that, you know, may hopefully by the end of the year, I'll figure out a better workflow that works for me to get them done quicker. Yeah. I would worry less about quantity and just get some things that you're really happy yeah. with. Cause otherwise you're, you're rushing to get to like 12 or something. And that's pointless at the end of it, if right. this is just for fun. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what you do with that. Do you write this stuff down or is it just keeping it in your head? Yeah, no, I've got an ever growing list like a note list Mm. um i've got different files that are named different things so i've got a a growing list of things that would fall under this pilots poster series no that's good i've got a i've got a shelf above my desktop computer that just lined with uh post-its and sometimes i even forget what the note means but i (laughs) the minute i think of something that's the worst put it up there (laughs) yeah I have got so many like half completed projects or like random bits in a sketchbook that, you know, every once in a while you'll get, you'll start going back through old work or old files Mm -hmm. and you're like, what the hell was I going for, for this? Right. But at the time you're like, oh, this makes so much sense. I'll never forget what this means. And then you find it months later and you're like, what the hell is this? Or, or even sometimes you'd forget like you think it's such a good idea at the time but then you look at it you're like why did i like this so much why did i think this was so yes pioneering so yes yeah but <laughs> good to write it down or i'll be i'll be super gung-ho about it and then i'll run it by my good friend jared and he's like you're a fucking idiot <laughs> i never use that kind of language but yes the sentiment is correct. <laughs> uh all right so i've been talking forever with my this is only the first one mm-hmm. um but i want to la- do my last p We'll just do, I'll say it really quick. It's portraits. So along with posters, which is something I enjoy, I'm not good at, not necessarily saying that I enjoy portraits. It's just something that I am not good at. And I think it'd help me in a lot more uh, areas if I can figure out a way to uh, illustrate people or characters Mm -hmm. in a recognizable way. So it's kind of pushing me out of my comfort zone to do, you know, something that'll hopefully uh i'll grow with so are you thinking like actually doing realistic renderings uh as a way to oh hell no very good (laughs) just (laughs) i mean that like so i that's probably the better way to do it but Eh. um 
or like, you know, I potentially in theory would get more out of doing it that way. But like, I think, you know, I'm very probably painfully or too realistic with my talent and skill set. Like I, I'm way too hard on myself, but I think realistically, like there's no way I'm ever going to be a Jason Edmonston. Oh, like, yes, yes. What he does is un- incredible. And for me to even think that I'm going to aspire to be something like that is ridiculous. So like, could I learn a lot from trying to render somebody's portrait in his style? Yes. But it's crazy for me to think that, you know, I would ever end up where he's at. So I'm trying to do something a little bit more, I'd say like cartoonish and caricaturist. Um, so, you know, but still obviously look like the thing it is that I'm trying to draw or illustrate. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I think that's something everyone can do, especially when you're working in this fan art arena where you have to draw recognizable Mm -hmm. characters uh, and it's, Sometimes right. you can just fall back on uh, costumes and stuff like that, but uh, to to get likenesses is very difficult. Um, so, good luck with that. Keep me posted. Yeah. I want to see those because that's <laughs> that's tough well, that's work. yeah. Um, I you know I've I've showed you, so I'm working on a Harry Potter piece, and it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> the characters are like just basic shapes with an eyeball, but like you said, you can fall back onto. Um, the wardrobe and their costumes and stuff. So I want to be able to n- create a, the, have the likeness without having to rely so heavily on these other things. Yeah. Well, you don't have to complain to me about basic shapes and <laughs> <laughs> I'm the last person that would say anything against that. Yeah. So. But I mean, you take it to another level um, with the, the coloring and the, the shading and the, the gradients and all that. Like what I do with paper is, Solid color, simple shapes. Boom. Um, anyways, let's uh, let's give Jared a chance to talk about one of his resolutions. Okay, let's see. So I have a list here. Let me. I'm gonna just kind of pick the best ones in case we go off for hours on some of these. Um, one of the big ones for me is to be uh, a little less self-conscious. Now this kind of goes into what you were saying a little bit about your work, um, but uh, I find that. Um, I, I do that same kind of internal talking where I'll, I'll cut something short just because either I'm uncomfortable with it or I'm just not particularly strong in that area. And I think that's sort of the wrong approach now. So, uh, for example, things like um, public speaking, terrifying. It is something I want to get better at. But every time it comes up, I make an excuse not to do it or, or to mm. not be available to do it. Um, but it, it goes across sport. It's <laughs> like it's like doing things at the gym, even like. I don't like doing the free weights because I hate going over there and looking stupid. And uh, it's sort of just getting in that headspace where you just have to either, you know, quiet the internal voice and just kind of do it and not care. Because if someone's laughing at you in the gym, fine, whatever. I won't ever know, right? <laughs> Unless they come over and tell me or something. Yeah. Which wouldn't happen. <laughs> so it, it's like weird things like that where you create this weird scenario in your head. Uh, a scenario that will never take place, but it keeps you from doing a lot of stuff. So, you know, I, I think that's that's probably something everybody can work on. But I'm particularly <laughs> bad yeah. about that stuff, so I, I do I do want to work on on that. Are you so uh, with this resolution in mind? Are you do you have it like a specific thing you're you're thinking of? Like 
very specific to the gym, to public speaking, or are you talking in just broader strokes? Uh, I think everything, like you know, or, in, or your work. Um, in my head, it tends to be. Uh, this is one that you don't write down all the specific things because there's just so many. It's just that mm-hmm. when you're saying stuff to yourself in your head, you try to catch it and notice what you're doing, and then try to try to walk through it mm-hmm. a little bit without just quickly saying no to something and, and moving on or, or, you know, like the gym thing, like just go do it. Don't, <laughs> don't sit there thinking about yeah. it because that just makes it worse. And you will eventually talk yourself out of it with public speaking and stuff like that. I tend to think of like, um, uh, I get self-conscious about giving advice because I have this weird thing with advice right now about mm-hmm. uh, how helpful it is or, or who are you to give it. And like, uh, I think, that's a good example of how just framing it in the right way makes it a little bit easier to do something like that. So, uh, but I think it goes for both. I don't know that it's so much work. Uh, I could definitely push myself more with my work, I think. And that's always an ongoing thing, but this seems to be more about like life stuff, uh, and that kind of thing. Right. But I, I mean, I put something similar. I think uh, being more confident overall, mm-hmm. definitely something that I think the average person is thinking about or struggles with. For me, it's definitely more on the my work side. So right, I I'm trying to make it a point this year. Like I just said, a lot of the stuff I'm working towards this year is more of the personal stuff. And yeah. a part of that I didn't mention is being more comfortable and confident, displaying the work, talking about the work. Um, not only my day job, but what I do with Squared Co., what I do mm-hmm. with the personal stuff, with the paper art, um, just being able to be confident, putting it out there uh, and not, you know, not shying away from it in conversation or being awkward and weird when yeah. it comes up. Well, it's funny how like I instantly think like the minute you show any kind of normal confidence, I feel like you're overreacting, you know, and it's not oh, I true. Have that in my head, too. Yeah, it's yeah. not true. And I don't look at other people that way. But for some reason with me, the minute I were to say like, oh, I really like that piece. I'm like so ashamed of myself for saying that, you know, like, who yeah. do you think you are? Um, so I don't know, like when you look at people, because there are very confident people out there, artists that that we know for sure. Like, do you think it's just that they are naturally confident? Do you think they really feel that way? Or do you think there's a bit of bravado acting involved as well? I was just I was just going to ask you that, too, is it's you definitely see both sides. But mm-hmm. what we see is like a conscious decision by that individual to, you know, they're pushing that version to the public. Mm-hmm. So is that that version of themselves honest or is it a show? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say because it's something I definitely struggle with. And like I said, you see both sides of it. So it's hard to tell if, you know, the person is being genuine or if they just put this on. Um, so they like wear a mask to be more confident, but they're actually dying inside. I have right. no idea. <laughs> like I think, um, you know, for me, I, I, I think it it's not so much like being like uh, like a jerk, like, uh, you know, going from zero to a thousand and being like an asshole about something. But uh, I certainly know that mm-hmm. if you are at all sort of hesitant about what you do and how you do it and all that, that shows through. And that's not the 
sort of, uh, you know, that's not what you want to project because who wants to hire that guy, right? If you're going to be all like, oh, I don't know, it's kind of stupid. Then you're like, okay, well, no, thank you then. So to me, it's just, (laughs) it's like getting over that thing where you don't feel so, you know, you don't beat yourself up if you have to be like confident or say something confident, like just be sort of matter of fact about it, I guess, and not so... Like, I don't know. Right. It's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough thing to navigate. It's like you have to kind of, I don't know if it's just mostly language, <laughs> but I guess, you know, it'll yeah. take a while for me to actually feel that way. Yeah. I think, I mean, it, a lot of it goes down to your personality type too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you're trying to alter that, does that mean you're alternate, you're trying to change who you are and be disgenuine? There's so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. craziness and thoughts that go into it. But I want to go back a little bit to because I have the same issue. You said that, you know, it's difficult for you to be confident in giving advice. That's mm-hmm. something that I think with, you know, if you're listening to this, obviously, you know that Jared and I have a podcast and, <laughs> you know, th- our this is a platform that a lot of people use to give advice. And I right. think that but between the two of us, we we have different experiences in the creative industry and we both are very knowledgeable and experienced in different things mm-hmm. and we both should be confident being able to talk about those things and give advice on it for right. some reason you know obviously we do here and there but i think both of us kind of shy away from putting our foot down and saying like you know giving advice when it comes to art design and creativity um so I think we both have a lot to offer our listeners. And I think that not, I think I'm going to start <laughs> um, being more confident and start giving out advice on the podcast without you know, and trying high. to him and yeah. haw around it. So, yep. but let me ask you this then about advice. Cause I think it is an interesting topic. And every time I, like I said, every time I have to do a talk or something, I, it always comes up because I get so queasy about advice. But have you received good advice? Like, can you even point to an example of good advice that you've received uh, as an artist or anything, really? Oh, man. I know. It's it's (laughs) tough to be put on the spot. Yeah, you put me on the spot. It's hard to think of something like a very specific thing. I know that I've been given good advice. Um, I think generally it's more like broad stroke advice. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I don't know. I can't even think of a stupid example right now, but there's definitely times I've been given good advice. I cannot think of, I don't know why. Yeah. I I mean, it's hard, Uh, but I I mean, like it's either broad strokes or very specific technical things I think are some of the best advice that Mm -hmm. you can receive. Everything else seems a little like it's difficult for people to either. It's too abstract, like, uh, because you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't share the same experience. So I don't know really what you're talking about. And I'm just blindly, accepting your advice uh right or or you feel like well they don't know something about me and that's why this is the case Mm -hmm. so it's like if someone were to come and tell you that you should draw differently how would you how would you take that advice right yeah i mean it's and another thing i I think plays a huge factor in this we're all different Mm -hmm. you know we all have our own creative journeys, if you will. Yes. Um, and what works for me won't work for you. Your process is unique to you. Although a lot of people may have a similar process. Um, all of these things are little factors that go into making you who you are, yeah. not only as an individual, but as a creative too. So having said that, like 
I'm interested in advice giving and receiving. I think anybody should take it all with a grain of salt. Like For sure. you need to col- collectively absorb all of the advice and information that's out there from dozens of different resources. Uh, and then with that, come up with your own educated decision. So mm-hmm. don't just say like, oh, Jared said it, this is the way to do it. So I'm right. going to do it this way. Or Mark said he did it this way. So I'm going to do that. Like, no, you listen to Jared, you listen to Mark, you listen to the other podcasts or your other mm-hmm. professors, whatever. And collectively that will shape should shape your ultimate decision. Yeah. I mean, to me, good advice is like, oh, don't take the freeway. It's really bad right now. Like, that's, <laughs> that's great advice. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of people are sort of, uh, I don't know, some are more receptive to it than others. Some know how to process it. And I think that's really what it comes down to is how do you process it? How literal do you take it? Or how do you mm-hmm. work that into your thing? So if someone says, oh, you know, you shouldn't color like this. Maybe it just means to you that, okay, this is sticking out somehow, so I should work on that. Not that I should change it because they told me to, but um, so I don't Mm -hmm. know. I I go back and forth a lot on it because it's like so much of the the advice we give and get, I think, is contradictory, right? If it's good, we say, yes, you should take advice and listen to people who have done this before you. If it's negative, we say, no, don't listen to what anybody says. Do your own thing. So I don't know. Everything seems to sort of cancel itself out depending on – are we just looking for things we want to hear or that sort of reinforce what we're already doing? And that's always been my struggle with advice, but, um, let's, you, you do another one. Okay. These are, so I mixed in some really silly ones with some more serious ones. Just, I was hoping you're going to do a sillier one. Let's all have a resolution this year to write (laughs) better comments on the internet. Uh, now I was hoping you would, you would say this. Yes. Lots, keep going, keep going, lots keep to going. do on this one. But let me start this with you then. Like, what do you think? So you use Instagram, you use pretty much just Instagram. Uh, what do you consider a good comment? Oh, my God. This is another stupid put me on the spot. Question. <laughs> um, I, uh, well, okay. Or, or what's a bad so, comment? Okay. Do you have an idea of a it's, bad comment? Oh, I've got I, – I knew this was a, something you're going to bring up. So yeah. I have like – <laughs> I mean, any second you go on Instagram, it's so easy to find bad ones. Oh, but the sure. last like week or so, I knew this was coming up. So I was kind of paying attention to the comments that I was reading on some posts. And <laughs> I saved a few that were just ridiculous. Um, so I'll get to that in a second. But okay. it also like a good comment. It depends on what the content is. Mm-hmm. So for what we're doing and like the worlds that we exist in, let's say it's something to do with an art piece or post. So whether it's like a work in progress pick or the final image or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, if it has to do with art, I think if you want to leave constructive criticism, don't do it in a public comment. You, (laughs) I mean, this should probably never ever get done if it's a final piece or something, but if you feel the urge to do it, send them a DM. Don't do it publicly because that just makes you look like a dick. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's not what it's for. Right. Um, but I think a good a good comment would be uh, something supportive or talking about the subject. So let's say, right. You know, I talked about Harry Potter. If I post a Harry Potter piece, like, oh, is this the Harry Potter from 
you know, the right. first movie or the, the second movie. That's fine. Whatever. But um, so I would think those are appropriate comments if it has to do with the post and it's not. I don't think it's ever appropriate to, you know, be rude or talk down or be dismissive. Right. Uh, in a comment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that you should address one. Read the freaking thing first. Always oh, read yeah, the for <laughs> sure. <laughs> like read it before you comment so that you know what's being said so that you don't look stupid for for saying something that is clearly stated in the caption. Um, address the thing that they're doing, uh, you know, and, and I think you should sort of comment in the spirit of the post, right? Like, <laughs> like uh, if they're that just kind sense. of having fun and it's light, like keep it light. Don't go dark. Don't like correct them or tell them that people are suffering in this part of the world and you're eating Oreos. Oh my gosh. I'm not taking that from a specific <laughs> example or anything, but I'm just saying like, I think there's a time and place for all that. And it's not that, that your, your gripe is wrong. It's just that maybe this isn't right. the forum or the place. So um, I, I think if people can kind of do that, like, and then another thing is don't make it about you. <laughs> You've come to this person's yeah. place, like comment about the thing that they've posted. Not like, you know, like if someone posts a picture of whatever Disneyland, you don't say, you know, Oh, my sister went to Disneyland last week. She loves it. Great. <laughs> like, so off subject, but anyway, we're getting into the bad okay, commentary, I, so. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this this part. Okay. It's like the ones that I found are so bad that they're comical. Like Are these so actual stupid comments? So I'm I'm paraphrasing because I okay, didn't actually okay. like write them down, but I made right. a note of what the comment was. So you've been uh, to our house and you, you know and you've seen that I have – an actual arcade unit. It's, you know, it's a little bit smaller right. than the actual full-size arcade unit. Right. There's a company called Arcade One Up that releases smaller versions of the old arcade cabinets. They're fully mm -hmm. functional. They play exactly like they did in the arcades. They're just a little bit smaller. And so last year they released their first wave of cabinets I think there was four or five different units. Mm -hmm. I got the Street Fighter one. So earlier this week, they released the second wave, which is another like five-ish cabinets. So okay. <laughs> the, you know, what I don't remember the, what the, the games were. It's almost irrelevant to this comment. But the comment, and again, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So <laughs> this is on the official Arcade 1-Up page they just posted some of their new titles that are coming out later this year the comment was wow this is dumb i only wanted a blank arcade unit <laughs> guess i'm gonna save my money this year like what so you're you like okay before the first wave this service this product did not exist mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so now not only are you complaining that you don't like it, you're, I don't know, you're complaining about something that you didn't even have the ability to complain about a few months ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, so that's kind of making it about them. Yes, but okay, here's a question, and this isn't a real question, but what does this person <laughs> hope to achieve with this comment? Like... 
you're saying, okay, whatever. I, I, I'm not really thrilled with the announcement, or you are, whatever. What is complaining about it in this way on Instagram going to do for you? Like, do you yeah. think that the company's gonna read this one comment from a disgruntled, not fan, but person, <laughs> and you know, reach out to you and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you don't like this lineup. What arcade unit do you want us to make for you? Right, right. Like, oh, so ridiculous. I think that's a big part of it, though. I think people are very desperate to connect, uh, however that may be, whether whether positive or negative. They just want a reaction. They just want someone to retweet, repost, comment, uh, just to show that they got noticed. And, and those are the ones that I go out of my way to ignore because I'm like, you're just asking for me to engage Ugh. and I refuse. But yes, yeah. I agree. It's the similar to the one that we talked about before. It's like, so like you're doing a Harry Potter piece. Let's say you have uh, Ron, Hermione and Harry, right? Like, great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. We get that because that's the three major characters. But then someone always has to come on there and be like, but oh, what yes. about Luna? Or what happened to this character? Like, as if, <laughs> as if for some reason posting this is saying, these are all the characters in the Harry Potter universe. Have I forgotten yeah. any? Like, that one, <laughs> that one drives me crazy for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. It's such an innocent one, but I don't know why it gets under my skin so much. So. You, you, I know. Ex- I mean, we both know why that comment exists. They're flexing their mm-hmm. fandom. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, what about this small ex- obscure character over yes. here? Yes, yes. It's like for Star Wars, you know, in the <laughs> cantina scene. There's so many characters that pans across. So, right. If you were to do, uh, like, let's say four characters from the cantina, you're missing a dozen other ones. So Obviously. of course, somebody's gonna be like, oh. I'm going to flex so hard and name this one character that no one knows, but it's going to make me look so smart. It's like, oh, why didn't, where's, where's Hammerhead? That's so why funny. Why didn't you put Hammerhead in there? Flex. Like, oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I never, I've never heard it in that term like that. Like I'm going to flex my, flex my, my nerd knowledge, trivia. My yeah. nerd dumb. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, that goes without saying that there are, you know, uh, there are people that are mentally ill that aren't well. And sometimes you can tell, (laughs) and I don't, I don't mean them. And I know people will look, I'm already nervous about saying this on the air, but like, I I get that. I understand that. And that's not who I'm talking about. Um, There are uh, young people, kids who don't know any better. And that's, that's a whole different ballpark too. These are not the people that we are talking about here. (laughs) Just a disclaimer. (laughs) So anyway, you have another one? Sure. Sure. Okay. I'm going to leave out the individuals uh, where this post came from, where it was posted on. Probably for the best. It it was, uh, you know, this individual, not personally, but I know you commented on this post as well. Oh, dear. Somebody <laughs> somebody said, um, so it's a series of posters that was released, and they this one comment was on one of the posters within the series. Okay. And the comment was, this is definitely the worst poster of the series. <laughs> like, Why? Why would you need to do that? Just don't like it. Like, again, going back to the arcade one-up thing, like, Uh by posting this, what do you, like, what's going to happen? 
What's <laughs> the best case scenario for you is what? I, yeah. I honestly have no idea. Like, what do you hope to accomplish with this? Do you feel better that you've posted this and let people know your opinion of this one poster and that it's the worst in the series? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Why? I know. I know. And so it's like, I, I'm not against criticism at all. Like criticism no. is fine. If you want to be critical of something, that's fine. I, again, I still think it's like, oh, you don't have to be a dick. Like this person has put this thing up there. You can say, this is my favorite as opposed to saying this is the worst one, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, and, and I get that, you know, it's more fun for people to be a jerk, I guess. But, um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like sometimes I just want to delete the ones that I don't like, not because they're saying something <laughs> negative, but I don't like the way it's phrased or something. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know, that kind of gives them power too, because then it's like, they can go back and like, Oh my God, he, he saw my post and deleted it. Yes. And exactly. it'll either give them more fuel to post something else more ridiculous yes. or, you know, they have the satisfaction of knowing, Oh yeah, I really got to him. That's it's so. the whole internet psychology. And yes, I'm, I'm more than it's aware so of those hoops. Yeah. It's like when you accidentally touch on someone's live video that you didn't want to go to. And now you're like, Oh crap. They think I came oh, on to their live can, video. They and, can see you come yeah. in and then leave <laughs> one second later. Yes, exactly. So it's <laughs> fine. I, I'm more than aware of all that. I'm like, I wish there were more safety, safety nets for some of that stuff. Cause, uh, <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Anyway, oh, I think we man. can all write better comments. We can all be a little bit nicer. Like, it's funny to me. I never think to write a negative comment. I, I just wouldn't. Even if I hated something or I disagreed with something, I would just move on. I don't, I, the last thing I would do would be to, to leave a comment. I don't know. Do you leave negative comments ever? Uh, I, I'm not, okay. So being totally honest, like uh, the only time I would leave a negative comment, no, 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 this is, it's fine. Is if like you, if I, if we have like, we're friends, yeah. we have inside jokes. Like I would poke and jab you, right. especially that we have a podcast together. Like if somebody saw a negative comment from me, either squared co or M squared, they should know that like, it's a joke. And I'm sure you would respond in like a lighthearted jokey way as well. Of so course. It would confirm the fact that. I'm not actually being a dick. I'm just making fun of my friend. Well, so you, like, you those are, are being instances a instances that I would. Yes. Right. But, you know, it's it's <laughs> not like uh, devastating to you or whatever. Yeah. It it's, cracks um, me up when those things like when when people like that do do things like that where you know them and it's pretty dry. <clears> and so other people don't quite understand that that's a situation. Oh, and so and they, they jump come on to and yeah. the rescue, yeah. <laughs> which is very sweet. But uh, it's it's kind of. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I can't wait to leave the uh, a comment on your page now. This, there you this go. Is definitely the worst yes. of the series. I'm going to be getting all kinds this of comments. After the this. worst <laughs> post. I in mean, your feed. Yeah, again, I that's fine. If that's your opinion, fine. I don't really have a problem with that. I, I Even some of these other ones I find are more annoying. Like when people say like, like if you draw Harry Potter and then they post their picture on it and say, here's my Harry Potter. I'm always like, don't do that. Like, I don't care personally, but I'm like, when I see it on other people's sites, I'm like, don't try to take oh, their yeah. audience. And so, right. Unless it's like a prompted contest, of course, by all means, yes, that's fine. 
that's but yeah, different. if you're just if you're trying to leech on somebody like that, that's yeah. I see a lot of people, not even art related, like mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know, like Insta Fit people, whatever yes. those are called. Yes, like, you see one person who'll tag like a famous fitness model or a bodybuilder or something, and it's like they have nothing to do with this post right now. Like yeah. they don't want to see this. They don't want to. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they don't want to be associated with you. But <laughs> it's like they're, they're just hoping to like, I don't know, tr- trick some people or maybe mm-hmm. it has something to do with the algorithm. Like it'll pop up in more people's suggested. I don't know. But it's just, it's really a kind of a dumb tactic. Those are the only ones that I will delete because you start seeing these ones where you can tell that they're either from bots or from services that get you more followers where they're just like it's this generic comment followed by hey check mine out or something like that um yeah those are the only ones that i I, I actually actually remove same yeah um all right so i'm gonna follow that up with another silly one of mine um i'm going and it's already failed (laughs) so this past year i have i've realized something about myself is that i am turning into a shoe guy. Mm. So I'm not going to go so far as to say, like, I'm not spending hundreds of dollars on single pairs of shoes. I'm not waiting in lines to get the latest blah, blah, blah shoe from wherever. Right. But, you know, just like I spent, I spend too much money on toys and posters. Yep. The new thing that I'm collecting is shoes. And, um, Again, it's not for the collectors. Like, it, it, I'm not buying them and just putting it on a shelf. I'm actually wearing them, so they are for function. But I am increasing the number that I have. Um, <clears throat> so my resolution for the year is to increase the level of, I guess, the bar, the curation bar, for my poster, art, toys, and shoe purchases. Hmm. So does now, that wh- just mean whether or not? Yes. Yes. Whether or not I actually follow through with this is a different story, but I'm trying to be, instead of like seeing something, oh my gosh, that's cool, bye, you know, let it simmer for a little bit, because a lot of times you see something new and shiny and exciting, you just impulse buy it, trying to take a step back, and so with posters as the example, yeah. I have a limited amount of wall space that is rapidly decreasing. Mm-hmm. So if I see something that I like and I don't have, you know, a specific purpose or place to put it, I probably don't need it because then it's just going to end up in a drawer somewhere. So yeah, being increasing, raising the the bar for, you know, what's something that I should actually purchase art related. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and increase that. But I've already... I wouldn't say failed because this is a it's a great artist. It's Eric Eric Tan just released um, mm-hmm. more of his twelve by thirty six, was like the long skinny posters yeah. for his Star Wars series. Um, he just did the Force, Force Awakens, Awakens and Last Last Jedi. Um, I have episode one, two, and three. Unfortunately, I'm missing four, five, and six because. I think he did this years and years ago and I want to say it was unofficial. So he did a really, really low run. Like I want to say less than a hundred. So those are very, very rare and hard to find. Um, But anyways, I have the first three. They just 
released the 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 last two movies. Yeah. Um, so I picked those up. Um, how much what's the most you've spent on shoes like prince i have a general idea of how much prince costs but what's the mm-hmm. most that you've spent on a pair of shoes a single pair of shoes how embarrassing mm, very I think, embarrassing i think right the now. star i think the star wars ones oh bef- i got them before they were on sale because now you know they've been out for a while they've kind of yeah. lost their luster um they go on sale from time to time and then pair on top of that the fact that they're from right london or not london but somewhere in england yeah so the the shipping and everything is increased i want to say it was around 200 dollars for for that that's not Um, too bad but yeah i mean i haven't i again i don't want to speak too soon but i typically i try to wait for sales when shoes for shoes um, and again, like I'm not spending crazy amounts on like limited edition Yeezys or right. some Nike whatevers. I don't even know the cool terms. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not a true sneakerhead. I just am, but I can definitely see myself potentially going down that road. This is like the early stages. Like you got those rock shoes, right? Like, do you wear those actually, or yeah. do you? Just keep them in a box. I don't wear so those ones. I don't wear them out, but I will wear them to the gym. Yeah, because those okay. are those are those are meant to be workout shoes. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't wear them like to out a day at Disneyland or going out on the weekend, but I do wear those um, for workouts. Yeah, see, like my cereal shoes, I don't want to ruin them, but then I'm like, what's the point of how, like, what are you going to do with them otherwise? So, I don't know. I think I should just start wearing them to the gym. They're actually pretty good shoes, too, so. Those ones were so bright and vibrant. Love <laughs> like, it. Yeah. I was surprised at how colorful they actually were, because, you know, uh, they obviously, they put up the best product shots online for yeah, yeah. any product, so it always looks a lot better when you're mm-hmm. looking at pictures online. But when I you wore them uh, to DesignerCon one of mm-hmm. the days, and it was like, oh, shit, those are almost look better than the pictures that I saw. It, yes. They look really good. Um, that was one of my things, too, was to buy less stuff or to be more focused in collecting uh, and not just buy. Like, uh, my problem is I buy a lot of little shit, like a ton of it, mm-hmm. like just uh, yeah, way too much. I think I spend just as much on the little stuff as I do the big stuff. Uh, so I got to get that. I got to rein that in this year and just kind of like, you don't have to buy everything that has the Mickey 90th on it. Just take a picture of it. And, <laughs> or <laughs> and do you? It. Yeah. Well, we'll see how well it's going to be. Another well, it's year. the, um, I'm at like the opposite. I mean, obviously I'll spend on little things here and there, but mm-hmm. I tend to save and do a few bigger purchases instead of a lot of small ones. So like, yeah. You know, the Reptar thing I got, the Lego Voltron, those are all like over $100 purchases. I do those instead of like $25 purchases. Mm, That's good. See, to me, maybe this is a resolution about uh, not talking myself into absolutely everything. I'm very good at justifying every single purchase I make. (laughs) Well, then again, like I have, um, I was at Target a few months ago. This is probably over the summer. And they had uh, the Troll Hunters Arg mm-hmm. Funko Pop Head, and it it it's one of the few Funko Pop vinyl figures that like actually looks good 
in that style with the big bulgy eyes and right. make them a little bit weirder. Yeah. Um, and I very easy to justify the purchase for me. He's like, oh, well, it's on sale for only six ninety nine. <laughs> Why wouldn't I buy it? You of know? course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Mark especially is especially if you're generous. talking about. And uh, you, you tend to buy me a lot of stuff, and that that's has started a bad pattern of like, oh, I should pick this up for Mark, and back oh, and that forth. sounds like yeah. a great pattern. <laughs> Maybe that'll that's uh, our actually. Excuse. So, I have a I don't know if I'd say a problem, but I like like as much as I like receiving gifts and buying stuff for myself, and this isn't me trying to flex, being like prove that I'm a cool and like really nice guy. Like mm. I legitimately I like buying gifts mm-hmm. that I know people will like. So especially if it's revolves around a fandom or something that I'm also a fan of, like, yes, it's, I think it's awesome to buy somebody a power line Funko pop toy. If I know they like power line <laughs> or, you know, if, if, uh, whatever the thing is like, if I know you are into this and you are going to enjoy it, I, I, have just as good, like could just as much enjoyment out of buying it for someone else as I would yeah. for myself. So. Well, I'm like such a collector that I do like the hunt. And I always tell people like, tell me what you're looking for oh, because totally. I go check out the target stuff and whatever all the time. So if I see the thing you want, like I've bought stuff because I'm like, Ooh, I think this is difficult to get. I'm sure someone's going to want this. <laughs> I um, think this. <laughs> so I don't, maybe what's uh, just about selling stuff. I don't know. Do you flip stuff ever? Cause I should be better about that, but um, I get wrapped uh, up in the I moment. Can't say, I can't say that I like consciously will make a purchase with that in right. mind. Right. I have like purchased posters that I was excited for at the moment and then kind of get over the property or mm-hmm. no longer have room and just need to purge a little. So yeah. I have resold uh, some posters online after the fact, but I, I can't say that I've, I mean, I might have, I just can't remember, but I like making a purchase thinking like, Oh, this is going to be worth more in a couple months or a little bit later. If it lands in my lap, sometimes I think like, Oh, I should probably get this. Cause you know, it's, it's difficult to get, I get, I get wrapped up in that stuff very easily. Um, and so I have to be careful, but I'm thinking if I were better about flipping it or even just like making your money back, like that might mm-hmm. be more the solution than just, I don't know, like stop buying stuff is going to be very difficult for me. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, I like, uh, I also have a terrible gauge on what would be flippable, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, uh, the things that I like don't necessarily mean that there's a, a big market for these things. So like when I go to, to Comic Con, I a lot of that stuff you find out later, like people are so thirsty yeah. for online, right. but I have zero gauge on what those things are, like what people are really anxious to get. Uh, as far as the exclusives go. So when I'm there at Comic-Con, it's like I'm just there for me, but I wish I had a better understanding on like what the hot ticket items are. Right, right. Um, Especially if I get to go for the whole time because like I wouldn't mind standing in line for a a few hours to get this thing that I can flip if I know what it is, but I'm not interested in on a gamble waiting a few hours in line to maybe get yeah. your money back no i mean i'd never go with the intention of, of selling it like I, I don't i think that's jerky to like take it away from someone who really wants it but uh, like right. you're saying how how we kind of quickly fall out of love with some of this stuff uh that that's probably i should 
probably move it. Like I'm even looking at my black series wall here and I'm like, hmm, you know, I just get so excited that I find these things that I buy it. And then, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, maybe I should be a little bit more focused in my collection, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I did that with the, uh, the first series of the black series, you know, they, they number them and then mm-hmm. they restarted the numbering. Yeah. I think I have the first, whatever the boxes were red and then they went to the blue boxes um, I have the full series of the red ones and it was the same thing. It was like, oh, I'm missing the R2-D2 right. or I need to get the Boba Fett. So then once you do track it down and find it, it's like so exciting and you have to get it. Yep. Um, but then I realized that they were, will never stop. Right. <laughs> and I, there's like not only do you not want to spend the thousands of dollars on all of the figures, but... I also do not have the space to house these dozens mm-hmm. soon to be, if not already hundreds of figures. Yeah. The one, the one group that I did buy was the, the clone wars ones based on the cartoon one, the, the Gendy Tarkovsky mm, yeah. one. Like I am happy that I have those and those are in a box somewhere behind me. Those are great. Uh, yeah. yeah. And there was, a, that was small and contained. So I was pretty happy, but those were really difficult to find. Uh, we went to the jankiest of janky stores to get, that whole set but uh yeah i think i'll i'll hold on to those for a little while longer anyway we've gone down a tangent here do you have another <laughs> one you want to talk about or is that was that one kind of yours uh i have no idea who's who started that whole thing i've got one more kind of silly one uh, okay. that i'll send i'll, I'll save for okay the, the last thing so you just keep it going until you want to throw it back to me so the other thing for me is to be more patient this year. Now, this is something it kind of gets tied up in a lot of other ones. But you know how like I'm a super fast walker. <laughs> I am aware. I yes. am very aware. <laughs> like, I don't It doesn't even occur to me that I'm doing that. But I've been told I'm a fast walker. Anyway, uh, so just in general to kind of slow down, like it, I'm so impatient that it makes me extremely grumpy, like. You know, when you're driving and like you're getting angry because the driving people are terrible and just everything. Like I am so busy these days that uh, everything's in a hurry and I realize that the world doesn't move at your pace, but it still makes me extremely angry. So I'm trying to find a way to like not have so many head explosions every time (laughs) I have to like wait or slow down, like keep the blood pressure down a little bit. But um uh, and also that goes also with um, doing my work too, not not rushing to finish or not trying to uh, get through mm. projects so quickly, but actually taking some time, like scheduling some time so that you do have some time to like maybe reflect on it a little bit, make some changes and be really happy with the piece before uh, sending it off. But that's like, I, I mean that down to the smallest thing. So if I'm doing a book, it means like give yourself enough time to do this page, not necessarily the whole book, but. Like really mm-hmm. be happy with the the work that you're outputting, but it's very difficult to do, but just something I want to be mindful of this year. I don't know. How are you with that kind of stuff? Are you pretty, mm-hmm. like you move at a I, different pace than I, I do. Uh, so going back to like what we're talking about with creatives and if they're mm-hmm. really confident or not, I think, and this isn't entirely false, but I definitely <laughs> outward facing, I put on a very, very mellow and chill. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Exterior, whatever Mm -hmm. that that's, uh, and it's not that I am not pretty mellow. I am very mellow. Um, but you know, if something bothers me, I tend to internalize it and like, it'll eat me away from the inside, but I'll never like, 
I'm really good at not blowing up and letting like my emotions explode onto people or a situation. Yeah. Um, which, you know, <laughs> there's probably a healthy medium between the two of us yes. where we should meet where I don't keep everything in and you don't let everything out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let's, uh, let's find a way to meet in the middle. Yeah. So like what, what, things tend to get under your skin though that you don't like is it just like like people at work that kind of thing like me when i'm driving or even like standing at my computer and i don't like things like i'm like literally talking to myself <laughs> just swearing like you on, on the podcast here about every little every little thing like i don't know just i don't know i i just have to uh yeah take a moment i think <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, I shouldn't probably go down that road too far but yeah <laughs> be more patient uh yeah let's switch gears here what, what's another resolution you got uh less social media um not so much for my work like actually doing the social media and posting stuff but but sort of less wasting time like scrolling through oh, countlessly yeah. endlessly on instagram and Facebook. I know we always talk, everyone talks about being addicted to it. And I guess I am to a certain degree, but it, I'm using it as procrastination uh, more than anything. Not so much that, um, you know, they always talk about how people, oh, com do you compare your lives to the things you see on Instagram? I don't really do that. It's just more of a time waster. Like I'm looking for something interesting right. or funny and I want to repost it or share it or something like that. So I'm going to try to yeah. control no, that. I definitely do the same thing. Um, Again, it's just like you said, I use it as a time. It's a, more of a time waster than anything mm -hmm. else, um, but it's definitely addictive. And I think I've noticed it definitely got worse after they messed with the algorithm and you don't mm -hmm. see everyone you follows. Because when the the posting and your, your feed or your scroll was normal and you saw everyone's posts that you followed, I would just look through the main feed yeah, until right. I got caught up and then I would be done and I'd be comfortable being done. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, you know, I, in my feed, I see the same things over and over from the same people. So then you go down the rabbit hole of the suggested page and it's just like endless, literally endless. Mm -hmm. So like I just spent so much time look, ending up looking at stupid pictures of and videos of dogs and <laughs> random design and art pieces. It's what like, are you looking it, at now though? Cause crazy. I know you're not very active on Twitter and I don't think you even do your Facebook at all. Uh, if at all, uh, what are you looking at primarily than Instagram or do you, do you go to like a lot of sites or things to, to check things daily? Uh, it's mostly Instagram. Mm -hmm. If yeah. Instagram, you know, a lot of people are into Reddit. I don't, yeah, like, I don't, I've never I mean, not that, that I don't understand it. It's just never really like clicked to me, like as a, a viable or a fun and engaging thing. So yeah, I don't do that. Um, I'm not really into blogs. I do have an, like a news generic news app on my phone that kind of collects random articles from the internet, uh, in regards to my likes. So like, um, I'm interested in pop culture and mm. movies. So I get mm -hmm. a lot of movie news and like Marvel news and like stuff like that. Um, just random pop culture stuff. But yeah, primarily for social media, it's uh, just Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I used to go to more sites and stuff. I've gotten better about that. It tends to, I don't know, because I'm doing it for work, my, my own thing, it seems like an excuse to be on there and to, to, 
you know, it's so easy to get caught up in it that I have to sort of set, yeah. I think I just have to set some kind of barrier or something. So I don't just, yeah, not spending like the phone, my iPhone now sends me a report, which is just depressing. Like it says, this oh, is how God. much you've been on the, you know, on your phone in the last, whatever it is, week or day or something like that. that <laughs> you spent 27 call. hours on Instagram <laughs> today. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it is something to, <laughs> to look towards. Let's see. I want to be more organized this year. That kind of goes with slow down and all this other stuff, but, um, Ooh, that's a good one. Have you been, uh, have you watched the new show on Netflix? I was just going to ask you that. Yes, I have. Have you watched it? What tidy up? Is that what it's called? Tidying up with Marie Kondo. Yes. Yes. No, I haven't watched it, but I am eager to get in on that. Cause I've got so much stuff. <laughs> I've got to figure out a way to consolidate. And like, I, you know, the idea of minimalist living really, oh, well. it's, it interests me, but <laughs> realistically I love things too much. So yes. that will never happen. Yes. Um, but I would like, again, to kind of find the happy medium where it's, I'm not drowning in pointless toys and pop culture merch uh where i have a healthy amount of things where i can still have like a clean workspace because right now yeah my my desk is filled with toys and stickers and paper and different art you know i want the goal would be to get to the point where i have a place for my collectibles Mm -hmm. and then my workspace is just immaculate yeah, that's the goal. So the show is, uh, if anything, it sort of puts you in the mood to do that. I, they, you know, this person, mm-hmm. this Marie Kondo, who is just lovely, very Japanese, speaks Japanese. There's a translator and uh, subtitles, so it's a it's a very different. But she's a great personality and just all joyful and happy and just the opposite of everything here. But she goes <laughs> to these very messy houses and helps them, you know, get in get in. Um, get everything in shape but because it's so messy i don't relate to it i'm like oh well i'd never be that it seems obvious what they have to do um you know so i'm a little bit Mm -hmm. less dramatic than that uh so some of the tips and stuff i will say she shows you how to properly fold a t-shirt and like get it down to this little (laughs) rectangle and i'm in the process of refolding (laughs) all my t-shirts and i have a lot of t-shirts so um, but I, you should still watch it. It's a good show. It's a it's kind of cracks me up. But um, yeah. OK, uh, let's see here. I've only got a few more here and they're all kind of interconnected. Uh, one is to be grateful. Oh, that's so corny. I know. I didn't even want to say that. Oh, but my to, God. Why? Why would you even say that? Well, Because I, I don't know. Every now and then you get I feel a little guilty for like, you know, you kind of always want yeah, more. But like, just ugh. there's one day for that. Okay. It's one day a year. It's all you need. Okay. So I'll cross that off. I don't have to be grateful this year yeah, yeah. per mark. No, um, just, just Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. I'll save it all for November. Uh, and then the last one for me is to be sort of, this is a more like morphe, not as well-defined one. So to be sort of more mm-hmm. focused and deliberate about everything so what the hell isn't that great <laughs> i know so like like uh oh, i'm sorry i know you're trying to be serious but that's <laughs> like 
I'm just gonna. I'm uh, getting. There. I'm gonna be better. I'm, yes, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. So, like, if you go to the gym, don't just go to the gym. Know what you're going to do. Have a bigger program. Have a bigger picture. Don't be like, oh, I forgot what I did this week. I forgot what I did last week. I forgot what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. Like, uh, like for me, that's made the biggest difference in, in the weight loss thing was mm-hmm. to to have a plan, to know what you're doing, to sort of, you know, you don't have to get all goofy and track it unless you like that stuff where you've got a little notebook or an app or something like that. But right. go with intention and do it. And I think... Like so much other stuff should be that way. Like just how you eat, how you whatever, how you sleep, everything can be done with like, like not just leave it up to like, well, whatever, I don't know. Like it's so easy to get that way. But I know that the better results I get are when I've either not so much planned, but I just go with intention. If that, <laughs> It's like I'm preparing my next uh, talk on intention, but there you if, go. if that makes sense, um, and it goes with sort of everything we've talked about, I think up to this point, like even going mm-hmm. to the gym, like earlier we were saying about how, um, not getting upset, like, you know, when you go there and there's like people that are, we've talked about this a little bit, how they're like loitering at the oh, machines and all this. I've stuff. got a gym story that happened this morning. <laughs> once you're done. Okay. <laughs> like I, I get, I tend to get like, this goes back to the self-conscious thing too. It's like, if you want to use that machine, go over and just say, how many more do you have? You don't have to be a jerk. You don't even have to judge it in your head that what you're doing is jerky. Just like, this is the thing you need to get done today. So you just go over and you say, you know, uh, when are you done or, or how many more reps or whatever you want to do? Because standing there and just getting so mad because these old dudes are sitting there for 20 minutes, like just laughing and talking loud and like, oh, sports game, sports game. Ha ha ha. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, just like take all of that out of it and just, I think it makes it easier if you have a focus, like this is what I need to get done today. So it's not like I'm just going to say, well, now I'm not going to do that machine because I don't want to go do that. Um, so that's yeah. that's kind of what I'm talking about that. But by all means, tell us your gym story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It, I, it, some people and like the way they operate, just it literally, I cannot wrap my head around. Yes. The gym is the best behaviors place that I experience. To- practice this because there's so many weird personalities unbelievable there. so i you know if i can avoid it at all costs i will try to avoid the locker room let alone like having to use the showers oh god so <clears throat> i i um i work right next to a 24-hour fitness so sometimes right. i'll get up early and go before work and Ugh. i'm not going to go into work super sweaty and gross so you know i have to sh- use the showers there this morning, Uh-oh. I was finished with the workout. I'm trying to get into my locker to change, go and take a shower. But, you know, they have the benches in the, like, facing the lockers. And the benches are maybe, like, a foot yeah. and a half away from the door. So it's a very small area. Right. And, yeah. of course, almost every time, I don't know how this works. It's like, the whole locker room could be empty, but the one other person... Nice. That is in the locker room is right in front of the locker that you're using that day. Yep. So, you know, I'm pretty non-confrontational and like like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So <laughs> the guy was there was a guy sitting like I couldn't I'm not exaggerating. You could not be more in front of my locker than this guy was. Right. And he was just sitting there looking down on it at his phone with with headphones on. So I don't know if they were on or not, but mm-hmm. 
a normal person, if you're in a locker room and somebody walks up in front of you to open a locker, what would you do? Yes, you'd move out of the way and yeah. You would move, right? So I go in there, I'm thinking, okay, he's in front of my locker, no big deal. Once I start rustling around, yeah, he'll get up or he'll scoot over. Open the locker, start reaching in there, no movement from this guy. Okay. <laughs> So maybe he's so engaged in on his phone screen, he doesn't notice me. So yeah. I verbally say, oh, excuse me, I just need to get in here really quick. Like yeah. super right. nice, not aggressive, doesn't flinch, like nothing. I'm like, and then I'm starting to think like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, <laughs> does he like, what is happening? So I... I'm starting to get a little frustrated. Like, okay, what's what is it going to take to get this guy? Like, I still am like on the fence. Does he really not notice me? Right. Like, is it that? Is it possible? So then I like you know air quotes accidentally slam the locker to make a loud noise. Still nothing. I'm just (laughs) I'm I'm getting to the point where like I'm going to start like ripping my hair out. Because I don't want to like slide in front of him because it's such a small area. Yeah, and yuck. I would literally be touching him. Gross. So I'm just like, what the? What can I do? So I start like reaching in there, grabbing the stuff in there, like trying to be like, you know, not not rude and like hitting him, but aggressive right. and like right. making a lot of noise to try and make a commotion to get this guy's attention. Nothing's working. So then like it just not happening. I I throw in the towel, I give up, and I take out all of my stuff from the locker and like move it across the locker room just because Yes. It was either gonna end with me getting into a fight with this guy for no reason or uh yeah. So I just decided like, okay, this guy's being a really he's being a weirdo or he's just a huge dick. Mm, um maybe both. Either either version, either version. <laughs> I was not interested, so I moved across. But just like, oh come was on! Was it a was it an old guy, a young guy? A no, woman? it was. He was probably a peer, like within five years of me, either direction. Ew, weird. So yeah, I don't was know he what, the, what was happening? Was he mid dress? Like, was he in the middle of getting stuff? No, no, done, no. Or he was like waiting. So he was no, he was he was completely dressed, but I couldn't tell if he was like. Post or pre workout? Like, did he just get there? But you were you were completely naked, so maybe that's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it was not a not a fun time. Oh, that's Um, weird too, because that's such a your that gym there. I did go to that gym when I was at that hotel by you. Very fancy, as fancy as twenty four hours get. I suppose. I suppose (laughs) they get fancier one of those special ones with towel services and I didn't have the right level of 24 hour Woo-hoo. fitness <laughs> membership. They were very kind, uh, but they let me know we'll let you in this time, but uh, not, not <laughs> next time. Um, not, not tomorrow. What time was this that you were going? Was it, was it early? Was it, like- it wasn't super early. It was like at that point it was probably around nine. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually, like, so for me, the gym here is always, like, old guys super early. Like, that's why I hate going super early in the morning because it's just, oh, that sounds so terrible. But they're the worst at the gym because they're retired and they don't have anything to do or anywhere to go. It's like this big social hour for them. So they're just taking forever on everything. (laughs) 
And that's probably not yeah. very nice to say, but it drives me it drives me crazy. So, <laughs> see, being grateful, I'm I'm grateful that I can go to the gym. I'm gonna slow down and be more patient. And, uh, and all of good that luck. stuff. Yeah. Good also, luck with your year. <laughs> also, uh, I'm gonna try to rein in my cheat days a little bit. So the cheat days have been free for alls. I think I have to uh <laughs> control that a little make it either just a cheap meal or something like that i have um, yeah like 30 boxes of cereal in my cupboard right now that i have to get through <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i gotta uh, i gotta pay attention to that so that that kind of plays into my next one which is and this is kind of jokey um but my last resolution is become a titan and i Our, just had a meal uh, with you yeah. If you last week it's, yeah, per uh, what, record time. Right, right, right. Or whatever, a few days ago. And so actually right now during our record, the Titan Games is on and I'm missing it. Yes, well, that's um, why we DVR, yeah. But um so uh, a lot of you know, we actually talked about him in this episode, The Rock. I'm a big fan of The Rock. He's doing a new, you know, American Ninja Warrior, American Gladiator style TV show. Um, which can, puts athletes against each other. I, in my glory days, was a pretty accomplished athlete um, <laughs> and have, within the last f- f- four or five years, kind of gone downhill. With, yes, yes. As far as my athletici- athleticism goes. So, you know, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, become a titan, but... It's the beginning of a new year. This TV show came on just at the mm-hmm. right time to kind of reignite my interest in getting back in shape. So uh, realistically, I'm not going to actually be a Titan on the show, but like that's the sentiment that I'm going to use this year to get back into shape. Okay, so what, um, does, that, so what does that entail exactly? Like I'm very curious, like seriously, I know this is kind of jokey and kind of funny. Okay. But like does this mean like a certain weight? Does this mean a certain, I don't know, so muscle density? So for me, yeah, so it's not a weight thing. I, <laughs> and again, this is, sounds so freaking cocky. But I just want to, I want to be ripped again. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, oh fuck, five years ago, maybe, yeah, it was okay. when it started to go downhill. But um, I was in very good shape and it's all gone and I miss it. Okay. <laughs> so that's better. I think like just the way you said it is fine. I think the apologizing before it makes it worse. So as we as we both try to speak confidently, <laughs> that's part of the thing. Uh, but okay. let me ask. So does that mean? Here we go. I'm curious though. In all seriousness, like, uh, does that mean you go back onto a previous regimen that you did that you know works, or, or is it a new sort of thing um, that you do? Because you don't so, really have the time you know, anymore, like you did previously when you were. Can we just start talking about some of your previous life? Do we have to dance <laughs> around it, or will I get in trouble and bleeped again if I say stuff? You can say it. We'll so when you were happens. doing modeling and stuff like that, obviously this was your job. Like you had to be at a certain level. I mean, whatever, uh, you know, like that was your day job to, to stay in shape. So now that you don't have as much time and you're much older, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, like, is it a different approach? So let's see, like 10 years ago, this whole air quotes journey started. Um, and 
I have a, my godfather is a former bodybuilder and kind of introduced me to health and fitness. I didn't know that. Um, And through that, you know, he got me a job in the gym. So I was very surrounded by health and fitness and that whole, the whole industry. And just by doing that for so many years, you know, I got very knowledgeable Mm -hmm. in that world. um, And I, you know, for lack of a better term, I ate, slept, drank the whole community, if you yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, gross. So, like, okay. it, it was, it, it consumed my life. Right. Um, and I got really good at the health and fitness stuff. Now, not that I forgot that stuff, but I'm at a different place in my life, uh, both physically and mentally. So I'm going back to square one as if I have, haven't been working out for the past mm. 12 plus years. And I went back to my godfather and I'm training with him. Like what? basically from ground zero. So he's going to get me, he's, he's handling the workout portion and everything else is up to me. Oh, so interesting. So you, what does that mean? You, the light? you are, no, no, no. It's your oh. turn to be uncomfortable. Oh, all the whole thing. <laughs> Since you were naked in the locker room, I've been pretty uncomfortable. So just continues. <laughs> I never I never said that. You, I know. It you, makes it a better story. Conclusion on your own. <laughs> um I uh your your past year and what you've done with mm-hmm. health and fitness, no joke, has been a part of this me wanting to get back into shape mm. as well. Like you've re-inspired me. As much as The Rock has. Uh, <laughs> that was my goal from the beginning. So I'm glad that there's, the, there's the qualifier. <laughs> That's very nice of you to say. You are right back at you. Um, standing next to you makes one uh, a little self-conscious about the way you look. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, same same to you. But I think we should talk you're about welcome. this more on the, on the show. Because I do think it's interesting, especially if, it, if it's that you're starting this. And maybe we just save it for the end so people can tune out if they're just rolling their eyes beyond belief at this point. Which is <laughs> entirely possible. But I am curious sure, to hear. I'll give you, I'll give you updates. 10-ish minutes next week. So... Okay, we broke the big news. I was formerly a male model in my heyday. So pictures are easy to find online. Go look. Tune in. Tune in (laughs) next week to learn more about this. Oh, that's exciting! Era of my life. Very good. Um, But we're we're already going long here, so we're gonna wrap up relatively quickly. But I want to throw in one more reminder Mm. um if you've made it this far thank you so much that probably means you're a fan of the show Mm. and would leave us a positive review on itunes so if you haven't already please do so we are very very close to reaching our next goal of 50 written reviews um and when that does happen we will be giving away a prize um i will be Mm -hmm. talk let me talk about a little bit what i'm going to give away I have accumulated over the years a lot of tutorial books, uh, sketchbooks, how-to stuff uh, that has to do with design. Um, We just mentioned the Tidying Up show. I am in between uh, Purge. I'm in a Purge mode right now. So there's some older books that I no longer need uh, that I don't really reference anymore. So... This particular batch of giveaways will be um, a lot of 
I don't want to say self-help, but like, yeah. I don't know. To, I don't know. How-to guides and stuff to better yourself as a creative. Um, Interesting. Uh, in addition to that, of course, I will then throw in some toys and other miscellaneous Squared Co. merch. Um, so if you are interested and you haven't already, please leave a rating and a written review on iTunes. Written. Um, and then the, the last thing that I want to say... Um, remind you again, just like we did at the beginning of the episode, Jared will be at Epcot signing. Jared, please bail me out here and finish mm. this thought. No, this is wonderful. <laughs> it's like poetry. Uh, Epcot International Festival of the Arts. I'll be there January 24th through the 28th. Go to my website or uh, my Instagram at jmariama and you can find my schedule there. It's like a little two-hour, three-hour batches, sometimes twice a day. Um, but that, that's when you'll be able to catch me while I'm there. And I actually, I think we're going to see a bunch of people this time too, so... Looking forward to it. Can't wait to be out there. It's the one time I go a year. So, there so you go. let me ask you this: if if you if somebody's going to go see you um, at Epcot mm-hmm. when you're doing one of these signings, do they have to come with merchandise uh, ready for you to sign, or can they make purchases? at your signing station? Very good question. Yes. Uh, so the tent that I'm in is the Wonderground tent, and it's set up with a limited amount of uh, merchandise. The new stuff should all be there, but if you want anything older or that's not one of these four new pieces, then you can, uh, I believe you can bring it in. Now I'm getting scared that I'm saying the wrong thing. Uh, I'm more than happy to <laughs> sign it, but it, de- <laughs> it depends on what they do. But usually we're not so busy that I can't sign anything that you might have bought either at the store at the front of the park or from Wonderground in Disney Springs. So um, yeah, just bring whatever you got and I'm, I'm happy to sign it and chat. So do you, what's, okay, I don't, this, I don't mean this to be come off as like a dickish question but what's the weirdest thing that you've had to sign or if someone's asked you to sign i have signed people (laughs) i i have signed someone's like arm and they said they were gonna get a tattoo or something and i'm like i don't know about that um i I think it's because they were they they were gonna get like another tattoo of my work and then they wanted me to sign you know they wanted a signature on there you, you should just be like you know what give me your email i'll send you a digital signature it'll come out much nicer than this piece of crap sharpie on your arm <laughs> yeah exactly so uh but other than that it just tends to be stuff or the the harder stuff is like, so wonderground usually does not let you sign things that aren't purchased that day or from the gallery so mm-hmm. um, but i'll just get stuff from other events where people try to bring it in and sometimes i'm able to do it and sometimes they catch them but most of the time you're supposed to only sign what is brought to you from the from that day so. right but yeah other than that nothing too nothing too strange I was curious, like, I I know you have the, the vinyl figures. Mm -hmm. Are those not that that's not a weird, weird thing to sign necessarily, but like the kid, it seems pretty difficult with some of these, uh, figures. Like we'll sign the bottoms or the base, the little, um, the, the second series for the kingdom of cute has that, uh, the bird from, I don't know why I can't think of it. The, tiki the room, Barker Bird. Yeah, the Tiki yeah. Room. And then, like, it's on a black stand, so you can't really sign that. And then the, like, the whole figure is so small that, because I have it, and I was like, where the hell would he sign this? I Well, I, I, I can some, sign with some crazy a silver person. pen. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways, just curious, because I was looking at those earlier and yeah. thinking, like, I know people ask you to sign stuff like that. Like, how would you even approach it? 
it's just very small a lot of it. like the corn dog was difficult to sign but at least you could sign sort of you know horizontally across the back or something like that i was gonna say you do a great job of um you come super prepared with a bag full of like 50 <laughs> different types of markers so I'm sure you've got a really fine tip one. Yes. And like you said, you have a silver one that you can sign on darker ones. So yeah. Like, I mean, the thing is I'm always afraid to ruin it. I don't want to ruin the thing that they brought. So that is sort of the liability. That's why like people always write to me and ask if they can send me stuff to sign and that I'll send it back. But the liability on that is just a little too crazy. So I always say no to that, but yeah, usually when they bring it, yeah. we can figure it out. So. Alrighty. That's it. That's if it. You haven't already. <laughs> Give us a review. If you're going to be in Orlando area at the uh, end of the month, go say hi to Jared. Other than that, that is it for our first episode of the year. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you later. Bye.